Welcome to Grace Chapel. I'm Pastor Steve Berger, and we are so glad that you're joining us here today to celebrate the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, where he defeated death, hell, and the grave, and he has now offered hope and eternal life to anybody who will ask him for it. Thank you for letting me into your home today. It's such an honor and a privilege to bring God's word to you. I'm super stoked that we get to do this together today. Now, my message this morning is entitled, Hope-Filled Warnings. I know that sounds contradictory, but stick with me. This will be good. Hope-Filled Warnings. I'm excited about this message because I know that it can produce good things in your life, even in these troubled times, if you'll let it. Now, at the conclusion of this message today, I'm gonna give you an opportunity to make the most important decision of your life, and that is to say yes to the Lord Jesus Christ, to turn from your sins, to receive Jesus as your savior, and be a recipient of the eternal life and hope that Jesus offers you. So I want you to listen today with that decision in mind. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are a God of hope and that you offer hope to all of humanity today. Lord, for every single person that needs hope, we pray, God, that by your spirit, you would touch their hearts with hope today as we unpack the truths of your word. God, visit us all today, we pray, in the wonderful name of Jesus, the risen Son of God. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Well, friend, I want you to consider something today. If I would have told you six months ago that a virus was coming, and that when this virus came, it would cover the globe, and that it would infect over a million people, and that it would kill tens of thousands of people in just the first few months. If I would have told you that was coming, you probably wouldn't have believed me. If I would have told you that it was going to devastate national economies, investments, jobs, and security, you probably wouldn't have believed it. If I would have told you that it was gonna cause food shortages, that there would be barren shelves in our grocery stores, that people would be fighting in the aisles, you probably wouldn't have believed it. If I would have told you that it was gonna create fear and hopelessness to such a degree that there would be an increase in addiction and abuse and suicide, you probably wouldn't have believed it. And then finally, if I would have told you that it was going to quarantine people, that they would have to stay in their homes, that it would prevent them from working, sending their children to school, that all sporting events and entertainment events would be canceled, you probably wouldn't have believed me. And yet, every single thing that I've just mentioned and more has happened to us. Friends, listen to me. Life changed in a moment. Our world has been shaken big time. In fact, Bill Gates himself said that this has been a nightmare. Mark Cuban said that even on the other side of this, it's gonna be America 2.0. There's gonna be no returning to the old way of our American lifestyle. Everything is shaken, everything has been changed, and in fact, beloved, it's going to be shaken even harder in the days to come. Now, as this shaking happens, the response of the world has been just like Jesus said it would be when these type of shaking signs comes upon the earth. In Luke chapter 21, verse 25 and 26, Jesus said it like this. 
on the earth there would be the distress of nations. It means the panic and the fear. That there would also be perplexity, meaning that there would be a quandary and and a fear-filled curiosity. He goes on and says that men's hearts would fail them from fear and the expectation of those things which are still coming to the earth. And then finally, he says it like this. The powers of the heavens themselves will be shaken. Now, beloved, listen to me. Distress, fear, panic, anxiety, perplexity, anxious curiosity, men's hearts failing them with fear, and people wondering what's going to happen next. What's the end result of all of this going to be? He said all of these things were going to come to the earth because heaven itself would be shaken. Now, friends, I want you to listen to me because this is important. God himself has told us repeatedly that troublesome things would happen and that people and nations would panic as the whole world is being shaken. Now, the Apostle Paul himself joins in and says in Hebrews chapter 12, verses 27 and 28, he tells us that all of creation will be shaken and even removed so that only unshakable things will remain. And he said, since we are receiving a kingdom that is unshakable, let us be thankful and please God by worshiping him with holy fear and awe. Beloved, listen to me. While all else in the world is shaking and on the verge of being removed, there is unshakable hope to be found in God's unshakable kingdom. And you can have that unshakable hope. You don't have to live by the dictates or the responses of the world. As a citizen of God's kingdom, you can live with an unshakable hope. It is available to you today. Receive it and then worship God who is in charge with reverence and awe. That'd be awesome. Now, beloved, listen. When Jesus was asked about the signs preceding his return and the coming of God's unshakable kingdom, he gave us some hope-filled warnings. Now listen to this, Matthew chapter 24, verses six through eight, and then verse 25. Jesus said it like this, and you're gonna hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there's going to be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in various places. All of these are the beginning of sorrows. Verse 25, see, Jesus said, I have told you beforehand. Now let's quickly look at four hope-filled warnings that precede the coming of God's unshakable kingdom. First of all, Jesus said there would be wars and rumors of wars, that nations and kingdoms would rise up against one another. And as we look at the world stage today, we see whether it's North Korea, Russia, Turkey, Syria, whether it's Iran or Iraq, we hear continual rumblings of wars and rumors of wars. What else? Friends, listen to this. Did you know that in the 20th century alone, there were 230 million deaths 
as a result of war and war-related circumstances. That is nearly a quarter of a billion people killed by war in just the 20th century alone. And yet when Jesus is addressing wars and rumors of wars, what does he say to us? Don't be troubled. Don't be fearful. Don't be anxious about these things. He said, these things have to happen. Again, friend, you don't have to be fearful in these days. You can be hopeful by keeping your heart and mind fixed on the Lord Jesus Christ. Next, Jesus said that famines would come. Friend, the World Health Organization in 2018 said there are 821 million starving and malnourished people in the world, and the number is growing continually. Do you realize, friend, that that's one in every nine people on this planet today? They are starving, they are famished, and they are malnourished, just like Jesus said would happen. Now, this issue of earthquakes. The USGS, the United States Geological Survey, said this, that eight of the last 12 years have surpassed the long-term average of quakes in the world today. Quakes that are 7.0 and above are on the increase in the world eight out of the last 12 years. Utah and Idaho just had massive quakes themselves in the last few weeks. We move on. Jesus talked about pestilence. That would be viruses. And whether we're talking about the SARS epidemic that hit in 2002 and 2003, or whether it was MERS in 2012 and 2013, or whether it was Ebola in 2014 and 2016, or whether it's COVID-19 in 2019 and 2020, pestilences, friends, are on the rise. The U.S. right now is preparing for 100 to 240,000 deaths in just the next few months. There are plans in place with the Army Corps of Engineers to turn convention centers, dormitories, and hotels into hospitals to deal with the increases in infections and death. And beloved, that doesn't even mention the locust that are invading Africa and the Middle East. Locusts that are at a 30-year high, causing millions and millions of dollars in damage to the cotton industry alone. They said this locust plague is of biblical proportions. Crazy, crazy stuff going on. And yet, friends, Jesus told us all these things beforehand. What hope do we get from that? Here's what it is. Friends, listen to me. Jesus isn't surprised by these things. Jesus isn't shaken by these things. He foretold us about these things. You know, there's some people that look at these things and think, well, Jesus isn't good or Jesus can't be our savior. Jesus can't be God. He would never allow these things to happen and we can't trust him. Friends, listen to me. We might say that if he didn't foretell these events, but because he did foretell these events, Jesus is more trustworthy right now than ever before. He predicted not just the events, but how the world, in fact, would respond to him. I have more faith in Jesus Christ today than before COVID-19 hit this world. Now, what do we make of all these signs that Jesus told us? 
Here's what we have to do. We have to see him as hope-filled warnings. Because what he's doing here, friends, is warning us so our hope wouldn't be shaken when all of these things start to happen. He warned us so our hope wouldn't be misplaced in the powerless, unsatisfying gods of men and other temporary, shakable, worldly pleasures. He warned us so that our hope would be placed in God and God alone, in his unshakable, glorious, eternal kingdom. Friend, let me ask you, where is your hope today? Who or what is your hope in? Are you still looking for some hope? I'm telling you, Jesus Christ is the answer to all of your hope desires. Now, friends, I want you to notice something else that Jesus said. He said these hope-filled warnings are like the beginning of sorrows. Now, what does that mean? Jesus is likening these hope-filled warnings to the birth pains that a woman goes through as she's getting ready, ready to give birth to new life. Jesus is saying, as these hope-filled warnings increase in intensity and in frequency, you can know that new birth is about to happen. Friends, what Jesus is saying is as you see these things getting closer and closer and more intense and more intense, we are getting closer to the return of the Lord Jesus Christ and God's unshakable kingdom. Friends, that should be a source of hope and peace to every single person who hears it. Romans 8, and 23 tells us something very interesting. It tells us that creation itself is groaning with birth pains, waiting and longing for the coming of God's unshakable kingdom. Friends, these signs tell us we're getting closer every single day, listen to me, to new life, to a new city, to a new heaven, to a new earth, and to a brand new kingdom. Glory to God, what an awesome hope he's given us. The apostle Paul said these words in Hebrews eleven ten. He said that we are waiting for a city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Paul said that there is a heavenly city coming our way with God-made foundations that are unshakable and immovable. Peter said this in 2 Peter 3.13. He said, according to God's promise, we're looking for a new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. Friend, listen to me. God has promised us a new heaven and a new earth. And what does he promise us about it? He says this, only that which is right is going to abide and live there. Only righteousness is gonna dwell there. Only that which is good and pure and holy, beautiful and wonderful. There will be no sin and shame and guilt and violence and destruction of any kind. What hope we have in the coming unshakable kingdom of God. John the apostle said in Revelation chapter 21 verse 3 and 4, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men and God will dwell with them and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain for the former things have passed away. Then he who sat on the throne said, behold, I make all things new. 
And he said to me, write, for these words are true and faithful. You think about God's unshakable kingdom, friends, and it can't help but give you hope. God says the day is coming where I'm going to dwell with you in heaven. And there's going to be no more tears. I'm going to wipe them all from your eyes. There's going to be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain. All of those things have passed away. And behold, everything has become new. And then it's almost as if God anticipates John saying, Lord, this sounds too good to actually be true. And then God jumps in and says, John, write these words because they are true and they are faithful. In other words, they are unshakable, immovable. They are a rock solid promise that you can count your life upon. Hallelujah to Jesus. Now, friends, listen to me. All the madness in the world today is a hope-filled warning because it lets us know that our eternal, unshakable hope is getting closer by the day. That's why Jesus said in Luke 21, 28, when you see these things, these signs, these hope-filled warnings, when you see these things begin to happen, look up and lift up your heads because your redemption draws near. Now, friends, listen to me. It is with a massive amount of compassion that my heart goes out to people who are suffering and grieving right now. I get that. We need to pray for them, love on them, provide for them in every way we can. But I want to say at the exact same time, as a follower of Jesus, I'm not walking with my head looking down. I'm walking with my head looking up. And I am looking for the return of God's unshakable kingdom that's found in the person of Jesus Christ. He is my unshakable hope. It doesn't have anything to do with what's happening on this earth. I don't need favorable worldly circumstances. I've got a hope in heaven that is real and unshakable and it can't be beaten. Get you some of that. Make sure you get some of that. Now, friends, in a world that is shaken and changing daily, you need to have your hope in the unshakable, unchanging love of God that's found in the person of Jesus Christ. He is our only source of hope, peace, and salvation. He and he alone, he's it. He is the prince of peace, and he will invade your world with peace if you'll cry out to him. The false and unsatisfying gods of fame and fortune, of comfort and sports and entertainment and lust and drugs and alcohol and the list goes on and on. Listen, friends, these things cannot provide real hope for you and we've seen that they can't just in the last month alone. People's worlds have been shaken because the stuff that they've hoped in has been shaken. And if you'll put your trust in Jesus Christ, your life won't be shaken because you are communicating with and experiencing the unshakable God and his unshakable kingdom. So the question is then, how can you have this unshakable hope, this unshakable kingdom? How can you enter it and experience the benefits of it? Well, all we have to do, friends, is go to the words of the Lord Jesus Christ himself. In Mark's gospel, chapter one, verse 15, Jesus said it like this. You need to repent and you need to believe in the gospel. Repent means to turn. 
It means to change. It means to have a change in your, your mind, a change in your heart, a change in your direction. You need to quit running from God and start running to God. You need to turn from a life of sin to a life of holiness and godliness and righteousness. You need to repent. Then he said, you need to believe in the gospel, believe in the good news, believe that God loved you so much in your current condition that he sent Jesus to die in your place, to take the price upon himself for your sin so that you could be forgiven and saved. Jesus said, you've got to repent and you've got to believe in the gospel. What else did he say? You have to receive Jesus. The scripture tells us in John chapter 1 verse 12 that Jesus came to his own and his own received him not. But to as many as received him, he gave them the right and the power to become children of God. Have you received Jesus yet? Have you believed on him and put the full weight of your salvation upon him? Have you turned from your sin you see, friends, this is really important. The order of this matters. Repent, believe, receive, and then finally, you've got to confess. Jesus himself said in Matthew 10, 31 and 32 that we need to confess him. Repent, believe, receive, and confess. Jesus said, if you will confess me before men, I'll confess you before my Father in heaven. But if you deny me before men, I'll deny you before my Father in heaven. Friends, that means there's no such thing as a closet follower of Jesus Christ. So if you want to experience unshakable hope, if you want to enter into this unshakable kingdom, repent, believe, receive, and confess that you made a decision to give your life to Jesus Christ so that you might experience the hope that Jesus and Jesus alone offers. I want to close with this final scripture. Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 10, because it helps us see not only this message of hope and salvation, but it ties into Resurrection Sunday itself. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says that if you'll confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, look at this promise, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. What is this hope-filled promise? Here's what it is right here. That if you'll confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, that the resurrection of Jesus is a historical fact that you're putting your hope in, that you'll be saved, that you will be saved from the power and penalty of sin, that you can live a new life with new hope, that God will put a new heart in you and it'll be a heart that longs for righteousness and goodness and kindness. And then finally, again, that you'll be saved. So friends, I wanna encourage you today. In the midst of a world that's going mad, I wanna encourage you to give your heart, to give your life to the Lord Jesus Christ himself. He is your hope. He is unshakable. He is immovable. And if you give him your entire life, he will never, ever fail you. Now, friends, right here, right now, just like I told you at the beginning of this message, I was gonna give you an opportunity to make the greatest decision of your life. It's the greatest decision because it has eternal consequences to it. So right now, if you want to receive the Lord Jesus Christ, he's waiting for you. 
Doesn't matter who you are or where you've been. He's waiting for you. If you want to receive Christ right now, join me in praying a very simple but powerful prayer. Let's pray together wherever you are. Repeat this after me right now. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for loving us. Go ahead, repeat it right now. Father, thank you for loving us. Thank you for loving us so much you gave us Jesus. Lord, now I give myself to you. Go ahead, say it. I give myself to you. I repent, I turn from my sins. I believe in Jesus. I'm trusting in Jesus. I receive Jesus right now. I receive him as my Lord and my Savior. Everything that he did for me on the cross, I receive right now. God, I repent, I believe, I receive, and I confess out loud right now. I confess Jesus is my Lord. Jesus is my Savior. Go ahead, say it out loud right now, right where you're at. And then, friends, make sure that you tell somebody about the decision that you just made. Friends, let me tell you right now, if you prayed that prayer from your heart, the Lord Jesus Christ himself has just saved you from your sins and has given you eternal hope in an unshakable kingdom. You need to rejoice right now, wherever you're at. All right, friends, finally, I wanna tell you, if you made a decision to follow Christ, you can write us at hello at gracechapel.net. Hello at gracechapel.net. Send us an email. We'd love to encourage you, help you. We want to send you a free Bible and help you get started in your, your new relationship with Jesus Christ. If you need to talk to somebody, you can call our church offices, 615-591-5091. Or if you need any other information about Grace Chapel and the many, many services we provide for people, again, you can go to our website, gracechapel.net. God bless you, friend. Thank you for joining us today on this Resurrection Sunday. I pray that you got some fresh hope because of God's unshakable kingdom and his unchanging love for you. God bless you. We love you. Come join us sometime. We'll see you real soon.